You're listening to the House Guy and Home Girl podcast, a podcast about real estate and real life. As realtors, home builders, and real estate investors, John and Kim keep it real. Former teachers turned real estate professionals, they have a heart for helping others. Join them each week as they discuss all things home. And now, here's your hosts, John and Kim. Hey, what's up, guys? It's me, John, the house guy. Another solo show this week to kind of talk about a few things that we've got going on. We've been working on this house and getting it going. You've heard us talking about getting our blueprint together and getting ready to build and agonizing over design choices and all that. And now we're finally to the point where we have that blueprint finalized. We have our lot. We're ready to move forward. So I thought it'd be a good idea to stop and give you guys kind of a fill-in as far as what we've been doing we haven't broken ground yet what it's going to take to get to the point where you're actually ready to start so i've got some steps here laid out and i want to give those to you uh, in the order that we've done them this week so you can know hey here's what i got to do before i ever break ground on a house so the first thing you're going to want to do is secure your lot you got to know where you're going to build and then get your blueprint done we've already done that right we've talked through that process you want to make sure your blueprint and the house layout that you've chosen fits on the lot like you need it to and then you put those two things together you got the lot you got the blueprint now we're ready to go start building so before we ever break ground the next step is going to be to get a survey done if you didn't have a survey done when you bought the lot so the survey is going to include what they call a plot plan and what that plot plan is going to do is going to show all of the easements and setbacks that are going to be part of that lot so uh, on the lot that we're dealing with right now we have an easement from the city for a drainage uh, gutter right so there is on the very edge of our property that we're building on there's a drainage gutter that, that is about i think it's about a 10 or 15 foot easement so we can't dig any footers or do anything over the top of that easement so that kind of made our house have to shift over a little bit right our plot plan is also going to show our setbacks so in a especially in a subdivision now you're not going to have these setbacks if you're building out in the country somewhere but in a subdivision you're going to have setbacks which means the city has determined how far back off the road the house needs to sit so that they have an easement in the front for their utilities the subdivision will have covenants in place that tell you how far off of your neighbor's property you can build a structure so for instance in our neighborhood back here it's 15 feet from the, the side of the property we can start our structure so 15 feet from either side and then off the back we have a setback of 35 feet so you have this larger lot that you purchased but the actual usable space of that lot has shrunk down now because of the easements setbacks utilities all of the things that this plot plan is going to show you where your house needs to go so you get that done that's the first step now if you're in the county if you're or if you're even like this this lot that we're building on is in the city but it has uh it doesn't have city sewer access so it is going to require a septic tank an on-site sewage system and so the next step is to complete a septic tank application right and that's going to take about well this one i did took about two weeks it may take longer if there's a you know longer line in front of you or the weather doesn't cooperate so the first part of that is going to be if your if your lot did not have what they call a perk test done a percolation test which basically they come out they dig some holes 
to see how the water is going to drain in that soil, in that in that uh, grade, and then they tell you, okay, here's where your perk is, here's how much water flows through that soil, and that's going to be required. You're going to have to have that perk test information when you fill out your septic tank application, unless uh, your lot already has sewer access and then you're connected to city sewer and this part does this step doesn't apply but for us we're on a septic tank back there and so we're going to complete our septic tank application part of that application is going to be our plot plan on our plot plan it's going to show what they call the EDF field which is your drainage field and your reserve EDF field so septic systems they say will fail regardless over 50 year period so you have to have a secondary, and that's here in our county, in Colbert County in Alabama. It may be different depending on where you're at, but you're gonna have a secondary area where that septic tank can be relocated to in the event of failure of the primary location. So you have a, a, a set field of field lines and then you have a secondary place. So between all of that, there really winds up being, you know, a specific place where your house has to go. So you're gonna, you're going to get your septic tank application you're going to have your plot plan included and then you're going to have to go out on your lot and mark off the location of where the plot plan shows the tank will be where your field lines are going to go and your reserve area for your field lines you're going to have to flag that off uh, with marking flags so that the the health inspector when he comes out he can see very clearly where those areas are and where your house is going to sit so that that all lays out like it's supposed to with the grade of the ground and at that point uh, and the, the amount of field lines that you have to have is also based on your blueprint so if you have more bedrooms more bathrooms you have to have more length in your field lines so that's all part of your septic tank application the plot plan is required for your septic tank application that takes a couple weeks once you've got that You've got your plot plan, your septic tank application done. You'll be in on, uh, they'll approve you. If everything goes right, they'll approve you. You'll get your septic tank permit. Now the next step is gonna be, if you're in city limits, you're gonna have to apply for a building permit. So these things step on top of each other, right? So the first step, you gotta have the blueprint so that you can get the plot plan done. You gotta have the plot plan so you can do the septic tank application. The septic tank application is required and permit required so you can go and apply for your building permit from the city wherever you're building, right? So you take your plot plan, your blueprint, and your approved septic tank permit to the city building department. You fill out an application there based on the square footage and the plot plan and everything they check all your setbacks they check all your utility access they check everything for you then they are going to issue you a building permit right they're going to check basically everything that you've already been through they're going to check that against the city uh, easements and all the things make sure the plot plan is correct and then they're going to issue you a building permit and that's going to give you permission to go ahead and break ground when you have that building permit they're going to look at the total square footage and they're going to charge you based on that total square footage. In most instances, they're going to look at everything that you're planning on doing and then say, okay, a house that size, we get, uh, plug that in our computer, and then we get X number of dollars. That's what you owe for your building permit. So once you have your building permit, now you're set, you're ready to break ground. But before you do that, 
you need to go with all this information and go to the city utility department or the county or wherever it is you've got to get utilities because you're going to need water and electricity to get started. So the city is going to require you to have your building permit in place and once you have your building permit in place you take that to them you apply for utilities they're going to ask you some questions like what size water line would you like to have if there's not already a water meter in place you're going to have to have your water meter set uh, they're going to ask you how much service you need 200 amp is pretty standard here um, the uh, you know those questions that they have are going to be pretty easy to answer but you'll need to be prepared to answer those and know uh, you know do you want a three-quarter inch or a one inch water line do you already have uh, these located to uh, to where you want them to be then you're going to have your electrician that's going to do your wiring for your house set a temporary pole right because you have to have um, a meter for them to connect to for your electricity so your electrician will set your temporary pole in place the city will come out inspect that pole to make sure that it meets all the safety requirements and everything that it needs to they'll connect that electrical wire from that pole to the electrical that comes out of the ground or overhead they'll connect all that for you and they'll put you a meter in place so you can start having electricity on site so you can run power saws and uh, charge batteries and have electricity on site because that's the only way you're going to have electricity on an empty lot uh, also they'll come out and if you don't already have one they'll set your water meter in place and you'll want your plumber to come and give you a temporary water Access. So what he'll do is come to your meter and basically stick a pipe up out of the ground that has a hose bib on it because you're going to need water for, you know, your concrete, for cleaning up things, for, uh, you know, various things. You're going to need, obviously, you're going to need water, temporary water. So once you have temporary water, temporary power, the next thing you're going to want to do before you start breaking ground is you're going to want to call before you dig right you hear the commercials on the radio and on tv call before you dig that's your line location so you want to make sure now the city will do their own line location at least they do here you may need to do that just to be sure but you want to have a line location and what that does is before you dig it it it's a first of all it's a law that you that you make sure that you call in because you want to make sure that all electrical gas water internet phone any kind of cable that's buried underground has been identified and marked so you know where it's safe to dig right gas especially any kind of stuff like that so the different utilities i think it's um if you call 811 here in the state of alabama i think it's like uh maybe a 48 hour period that they have to identify maybe 72 i can't remember but then you have a good working window with that line location for uh, a couple weeks I believe it's 14 days it may be 30 I can't remember exactly but regardless you want to just call before you dig the utility companies will come out they'll flag their utilities they'll say here's where our electrical lines are here's where the gas lines are they'll paint on the ground with different colors you know like blue for water orange for phone line yellow for gas red for electricity and so if you see that those markings maybe in your neighborhood or, or on a lot somewhere with red paint orange paint that's what that is it's a line location if you're building a fence, you need to do the same thing. If you're doing stuff at your house, you always want to call before you dig because that takes kind of the liability off of you or your contractor as 
you know, the utilities have marked it and that makes it safe. If you just go out there and start digging and hit a gas line and it costs $20,000 to repair it and you didn't call before you dug and have them come out and identify that, then that's on you. That, that, um, that liability rests on you. So always call before you dig. We do that before we break ground. Uh, so what now the last thing you want to do before you break ground, you want to get your permits, your utility, uh, get at your utilities in place. You want to get your permits and your plot plan and go over with your foundation contractor, all of the details. You want to walk that lot with them and say, here's where we want the house to lay out. Here's how far off this line. We're going to put this wall. Here's where this has got to be because of the setbacks. Here's where the septic tank is going to be. Here's where the utilities are going to come in. Here's where we think the driveway will be. And make sure that that house 100% lays out where it needs to. Uh, my concrete guy, my foundation guy, and myself, we'll walk that lot and we'll take some paint and we'll paint our outline down for the footers and then we'll be ready to go. Uh, we'll make sure it lays out like it's supposed to exactly in those lines and then you're ready to dig. Now, you give your contractor the blueprint, you give him the plot plan, you go over it with him, and then you're waiting on the weather to cooperate most of the time, right? So once the weather gets good, you're ready to dig your footers, get your foundation in place. As an aside, from that time, you're also gonna wanna be thinking about a couple of things to get your house on to the next step. And that's gonna be the next step for us. So we'll, we'll keep you kind of updated as we go forward in the show. Uh, in the weeks ahead but you're going to want to what we're in the process of doing this right now you're going to want to order your windows your doors your garage doors anything that's going to have a lead time so if you go to your uh, supply house or, or talk to your builder about the the fixtures that you want to use in your house like light fixtures plumbing fixtures tubs showers any of that stuff then you need to talk to talk to the suppliers about how much lead time that requires right if you're ordering something you know if you're ordering a tub and it takes four months to get it in then then you should have already had that order but you need to order it asap if you're ordering garage doors like we we dealt with this especially last year like as things were kind of getting back on track after the pandemic windows were taking like four months to get them in and then if something got messed up on your window it took two more months so we had a we had a particular instance on this last house we did where we were six months into the process still waiting on two windows so you want to make sure you got uh, have a discussion with your builder about lead times for certain things and then get those ordered before you break ground that way you're not waiting around on those things uh, after you've broken ground because you can you can get in a situation where you break ground you pour your concrete you have all that stuff you're ready to go and then you're framed up and you're sitting there just waiting, right? You're just waiting on the next thing to come in and nothing is happening. And it's very frustrating, especially if you're paying interest on a construction loan to see three, four weeks go by and nothing, nothing at all happen on your build site. So that's our first step that we take before we break ground. It's going to be very similar for you. I hope this information is helpful to you. If so, uh, 
give us a like and a subscribe below. Make sure you subscribe to the show. We'll be put, we'll be kind of keeping you updated as we go as we go through the process of this house. If you have any questions, uh, reach out to me. Uh, drop them in a comment below or send me a text or email. I'll be glad to help you any way I can to get you through this process and help you with your home building. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you on the next show. Thanks for listening to the House Guy and Home Girl podcast, your number one source for all things home. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and check out our YouTube page for video content from the show.